0: Dear young married couple, do you find yourself arguing with your sweet spouse on the way home from vacation?
1: Or on the way to vacation, or maybe <laughs> even while on vacation? We have definitely found ourselves in that position, and we know many of you have as well.
0: Yes, we just got back from our annual camping trip um, for the 4th of July. We go up into the mountains, and it's always a great time with family and friends and um, there are lots of opportunities for us to argue and through the years we've argued and through the years sometimes I would say we've gotten better at it.
1: We've gotten better at it. We can quickly identify what the hangups are now but it was funny you know we jokingly arrived at camp. We were I think the third family to arrive at camp out of like a dozen families and um, we were setting things up and we were starting to bicker and and uh you know our cousins were joking and they're like but they were serious and they're like yep we already had our own marriage counseling sessions you guys go ahead and have yours (laughs) and then as more of the cousins and siblings arrived they were bickering and or they would say yeah we already argued on the way here and everyone every single couple had argued either on the way there or while they were setting up
0: so because of uh this very common thing that we all do it seems like we thought hey let's talk about this um and let's Let's analyze it and ask, you know, why do couples argue? Why, on we should be having just a great time, right? Like, (laughs) we're out in this beautiful place, and now we're not working. And why can't we just have no arguments? Why can't everything just go smoothly?
1: Yes. So we're going to give you six reasons why couples tend to argue more on vacation than their typical argument frequency. Um, So first of all, before we share those six reasons, did you know that about studies show about 40% of couples are arguing more on vacation than they would in real life? So that's a pretty significant number, that vacation is the variable that makes you argue more, a good chunk of the couples at least.
0: Well, there are six reasons. And the first one is decision fatigue. I know that a lot of us are, um, you know, we're on vacation. And with that comes a lot of decisions that we have to make that we normally don't make. I mean, we're we're normally not living in a tent in the woods.
1: (laughs) 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 Or even if it's not a camping vacation, like there's so many decisions you have to make leading up to a vacation, what to pack, what to bring. If you need more of that, if you should buy a second one of that, or if that thing's not in good condition. And so you need to get that. Oh man, we forgot this on the way. Let's stop and get cinnamon for French toast, you know, at target on the way. Like there's all these little things that are just eating at you. They're taking away from the number of decisions you can make soundly in one day.
0: Yeah, this came to my attention a while back when I read the book called Willpower. And with with so much of um, success, we we attribute to willpower, just getting through it, doing it. But as we know, willpower is like a tank of gas. You Mm -hmm. can run out of willpower, and that's because... Through many decisions. That's why a lot of uh, success ec- experts say, "Hey, automate as many things as you can in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, do the same, like have a ritual, so you're not making a decision to go drink your coffee. It's it's kind of like in that ritual. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with, or I should say, the opposite is true. Though when we're camping, I think it's that it's not just dealing with the kids and picking out, you know, what they need to wear, but all the things, picking out the campsite and who's going to go get, find the wood and who's going to like, there's so many little things Mm -hmm. and so many little things that Chris and I both would approach differently. Right. And so with that, those differences come a lot of room for miscommunication. And
1: arguing over just the little things, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And some people hear arguing in their picture, like yelling or screaming or like, that's not what we're talking no. about. It's just argument is really a different point of view and expressing that different point of view. Right. Um and that happens quite frequently in our marriage.
1: <laughs> right. And you can argue well and so I think we managed to argue yeah. quite well but there was there were little moments of tension of like why? Why are you doing mm-hmm. it that way? <laughs> like Yeah. What why are you putting the tarp right there? What? We need a bigger tarp. This is too small to go under the tent.
0: And, and Krista has her opinions and she has been camping her whole life. I've camped a lot. Um, I think we both have our ways of yeah. doing things and maybe neither one of them are right. I'm pretty like dogmatic. I think when setting up, cause I, I'm spatially less challenged, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but I set things up, but sometimes she doesn't think it should be done that way. Or, sure got close or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that would be one thing. So I think an antidote to that, mm-hmm. um, would be try to get a five to one ratio of good to bad. So John Gottman found who is the preeminent, uh, marriage researcher found that couples that have a five to one ratio of negative interactions to po- or positive to negative interactions, uh, generally have a, a happier marriage, Mm a more successful marriage. Um, and we've actually found that to be the case with working with thousands of couples. Yeah. So strive on making that five to one ratio.
1: Yes. So if you are arguing about the tarp or about what, you know, you're going to put on the breakfast menu, Mm -hmm. um, when something does go right, high five each other like even if it looks silly like okay we got the tent set up yeah go us high five like we actually regularly do that when we set something up at camp you know just high five and we're talking about camping because we just got back from camping but this can go for any type of vacation if you guys like bought your flights great or you know you made it on time to that layover like give each other a high (laughs) five like yes go us we did it
0: right well we're so quick to point out the negative Of when we're not getting in, like, hey, I'm feeling like you're being whatever. But pulling off, like, if things are going good, Mm -hmm. let's celebrate those things. Let's talk about those things. Let's let's point out, like, hey, we really did a good job at, and we actually, last night, we're going through in our heads of, like, hey, that meal that we prepared together, that was really, that went really well. This one didn't go so well. Why did that happen? And we actually break apart the situation and ask, like, what didn't go so well, and some of these things are coming out of our just our recent mm-hmm. um, jaunt into the wilderness exactly, so strive for that five to one ratio, start celebrating more, start cheering yourselves on, mm-hmm. start you know physical interactions, do as much as you can to love and uplift this situation because the little bicker and the little Those are all negative Uh, disagreements. They will happen. So (laughs) it's up to you to make the positive happen.
1: Another antidote for the decision fatigue is try to have as many decisions made for you ahead of time as possible. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some examples. Um, My cousin Cherie puts together a camping Packing list on a Google Doc for everybody. And she puts together a sample menu. It doesn't mean we all go by that exact same menu, but it, it gives us a starting point. So we're not having to start from scratch with every tiny little decision about every condiment and spice. And, you know, she has a list there where we can go, yeah, let's do that and make mm-hmm. this alteration or let's do mm-hmm. this instead of that. And it's fewer decisions in preparation. Yeah.
0: Decision fatigue is really a thing. Like, yeah. really, we have a, um aunt. Well, Annalena, I know you're listening. Maybe <laughs> who tells she loves to they her and her husband love to go to um, all inclusive resorts for the simple reason yep. that they don't want to make decisions. Yep, they have a big company and they don't want to make decisions. They want to sit and be served. Yep, and so you might find like just pay attention next time you're you're on a vacation. How many decisions are you making and how much? pressure or anxiety or stress is present because of having to make all those decisions.
1: That's really good. Another example that I just thought of is on the morning that you're leaving camping, but this could even go for like a morning that you're packing up to leave, you know, Disneyland or, you know, whatever <laughs> family vacation you're on. Um, we always do cereal the last morning. So it's, it's easy. <laughs> Everything is simple. There's not a lot of decisions you have to make in preparation for that. Just milk. And so, well, and And one thing that, um, we saw our cousins were put for their kids, they were getting, um, these like pre-done like packaged cereals, right. Where you just open the thing and eat. And, um, and I was like, oh, that's brilliant. So you don't have to like keep. Bowls and and spoons out, like you know, because mm. that was something I had to think of was to p- keep our bowls and spoons out. Right. And then Nate turned to me. He goes, "I got that from you last year. You guys did that last year." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, as much of the the pre planning and pre decision like that are already made for you as possible, um, that can help. By the way, we have a family packing list that we did a while back with Ashley and Evan. And so it's like a vacation packing list and you can edit it depending on the type of vacation you're going on. It's free. We'll put it in the show notes and you can download it and use it for your next family vacation. Yeah,
0: Hopefully that helps.
1: All right. On to reason number two, why do couples argue so much more on vacation? Number two Go ahead.
0: Sorry. Okay, (laughs) that comes down to expectations, and we talk a lot about this on this podcast. But Mm -hmm. oh my word, just uh, working with so many couples, expectations is it really at the root of so many things? Yeah. Um, So expect, or I should say, frustration is a result of unmet or unspoken expectations. So when you have, let's say, um, I expect to. Uh, help me out. What's a good example to well, explain this? Well, I mean,
1: this? just in terms of camping, you know, we have different ideas of what's enjoyable and rejuvenating and fueling while we're camping.
0: Okay, here we go. Here's one. So I have a really good example for okay. expectations. Carissa loves uh, to be around everybody. She is a um, social butterfly. Uh, in like, She just wants to be right in the middle of every, all the fun. And, and that's what she wants to do with her tent. She wants to put the tent... Directly in the midst of all the other tents. I'm like, this is not where I want to be. I want to be like on the fringe where the forest, you know, like where the spot meets the forest, you know, the camp spot meets the forest. (laughs) You know, there's many reasons. I don't want to hear snoring. I don't want to be right up on people and listening to their marriage. Like,
1: and you want the opportunity to have sex if you can find the opportunity without being next to all the other people. Not on the
0: podcast, babe. So, but there are good reasons why I don't want to be right up on, on, on everybody else. So, so there is a little expectation. So Chris, so I walk over and, you know, put the tent down, like, this looks like a good flat place. And you're like, but everybody's over there. (laughs) Why, why are we, why are we over here? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And so her expectation, of course we're she's vocalizing it, but sometimes, sometimes people just don't express and they're frustrated. Like, this is what I want. This is what I expected. It's camping. We're camping with friends. So of course we should all be, our tent walls should be touching.
1: Not touching. Oh my (laughs) word. But yeah, so we, we hadn't really vocalized the specifics of before we got there of what we had in mind. So obviously I know his preference and it's been like that for years, even though it wasn't vocalized. So we went with it. But then obviously my preference and he knew that was we're going to set up all of our like kitchen stuff and like our food and all of the action items.
0: So that's the compromise. Yeah. That's
1: all going to be with everyone else because we've set up this like long extended kitchen and everybody puts their, their, um, easy ups next to each other. And, and it's a big party while we're like making dinner and everyone's like cooking at the same time. And it's fun. Yes. For me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so th- just a little, you know, example, but there are lots of different expectations. Yeah. Of, um This is what I want to do. Like, I'm going to go golfing. You're going to do like, you know, you have to talk about these things beforehand. Right. To give each other a heads up or in the middle, but, you know find a good time to talk about these and
1: like golfing for instance like when we grew up camping even in that same exact spot right next to a big golf course it's definitely not super remote it's like right next to the town where the golf course is but um nobody golfed like nobody left the campsite to go golfing in the morning. Like people would maybe wake up and go fishing in the morning, but like that wasn't part of my idea of camping. And so we developed expectations and communicated those expectations really clearly over the years, not the first few times. Like there was a lot of angst and frustration around the fact that like you were leaving to go golfing. Um, now it's very clearly communicated, Hey, which days, and he, he actually asked me before we left, which days make most sense for me to golf. There's, you know, we're there for four days, four nights. Um, you know, which, which days, if I can pick two days to golf. And then when I come back, we'll swap and, you know, you do some girl time while I take the kids to the lake. Mm -hmm. So it was very communicated. We knew exactly what was happening. So I wasn't at all anxious or frustrated that he was leaving to go golfing in the middle of camp, even though I didn't grow up doing that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. So the moral of the story here is like really do lay out, Hey, this is what I like. This is what I, this would make the the time a lot more fun for me. Mm -hmm. These sort of conversations help so much and retroactive looking back. We do that often. We were just talking about it a second ago in the podcast here, but retroactively looking and like, how could we have done better? Yes. And that's how we have far fewer arguments. Cause I understand what she wants.
1: Totally. Cause you argue
0: about that five years ago, you know?
1: Yes. Okay. So number three, why do couples argue more on vacation? One of these basic answers comes down to biology. You're sleep deprived leading up to a vacation. You usually stay up, you know, whether it's all night or a good chunk of the night.
0: Why'd you stay up all night, babe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could either stay up all night packing the night before or once you're on vacation you stay up around the fire or you stay up with friends and uh it depends on what kind of vacation you're on but oftentimes you're sleep deprived yes um one of the reasons we were sleep deprived you this were. time <laughs> is because it rained on fourth of july in northern california where it's like a hundred degrees on fourth of july usually
0: yes which so. i was so thankful for <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, our tent we don't have the nicest tent. Uh, well, for backpacking, we do, but not.
1: <laughs> and so not I was this. like nervous it was going to rain. And and so I us. look
0: like in the middle of the night, Crystal's looking up with like, babe, is the water coming through? I think I felt a splash on my face. <laughs> and she's like staying up all night worrying about water coming through. I'm like, babe, I'm like half asleep, babe. Like Mm -hmm. we're all dry. We're all fine. This is the last night. You don't have to stress out. Go to sleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when you're sleep deprived, you're more emotionally vulnerable and you're going to be more snippy. Mm -hmm. Think about that. The less sleep you get, the more, the less stable you are emotionally. So you're not going to have as fine tuned communication.
0: Yes. And call yourself out. That's just basic communication principle. Yep. Like if, if you didn't get a very much sleep and you do feel yourself being, um, just snippy and frustrated and off, communicate that several times. Like, Hey babe, like I did not sleep good. And I am just, I'm, I'm a little bit off. I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. That helps so much because then she gives me more space for my flubs or my, my social inadequacies. (laughs) Um, she will probably get frustrated. We'll probably get frustrated at each other, but at least there's a little bit more of a buffer between the frustration because she doesn't expect me to be that way. Yeah. So, but I give that heads up, Hey, I'm this way I'm feeling off. We, there's a lot more leeway for it.
1: Yeah. So that's number three. Number four is, um, when you're on vacation, you get out of that autopilot of, you know, you're you're structured, everything's running kind of like on this this schedule. And you get into this like whether you have a schedule or not on vacation, it's a lot different of a schedule or maybe lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And you have time usually to just reflect and realize what you want more of or less of in life. And that can get you in a mood. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like, Man, I'm sitting out here in the woods, I wish why aren't we doing this more often? I wish we were doing this or I'm reading. I never get to read and you can get like frustrated or angry that you haven't created that space in your life to read more. Um, and so you just get away from autopilot and you start thinking about even not just like things you want more or less of, but even about the quality of your relationship, you can start like having time to actually reflect and have conversations about your relationship where you don't normally create that time on the road trip or whatever. And that can be a source of conflict or stress.
0: I've had people point blank tell me I don't reflect because I don't want to get angry. Yeah. I don't look at my life because I don't want to get sad. Mm. Um, and so, when you do have space to think, to ponder, and you're not like instantly getting on your phone or numbing out or distracting, yeah, that could definitely start affecting you. And honestly, in order to change, we have to realize where we are. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Just maybe take action, take notes, mm-hmm. write those things down, um, make those commitments. Like, um, I I love reflecting during. Camping and stuff—that's mm-hmm. that's definitely one of the things I like doing. Um, so a lot less reflecting with kids now, but
1: right. But especially the road trip home. Yeah. Usually the kids conk out. They did on this they road did. trip home. Thank God. And so we had time to really like reflect about some of the stuff we're talking about now, but also about you know what our adventure retreats next year. Like let's do it this way, let's do it that way, let's change this up. It's going to be awesome. And, yeah. You know, it was really fun to be able to just reflect more deeply rather than in planning mode. Yeah. We were like in vision casting mode.
0: Yeah. And even in that conversation, we had different views of what we were envisioning for the future. Yes. And I had some blocks, um, kind of that gut check of like, I'm not sure if we want to go that way. And she's asking and we we're, you know, we had to hit a couple of barriers trying to figure it out. But she stayed with it and I stayed with it and we stayed connected through the process. And we actually came up with some, I think what is the best plan for DYMC going forward. Mm-hmm. So campy could be a wonderful time to connect <laughs> and to reflect.
1: Yes. So if you find yourself more anxious when you're having these deeper conversations or mm-hmm. like reflective conversations, call it out. Yeah. Hey, I realized I'm getting kind of tense. And I think it's because we're having like real raw conversations about our life and, and vision. And I'm, I don't want you to interpret that as me against you. It's just, this is different. This is a new kind of conversation. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's, that's an excellent move to do what Chris was saying. Like, I think one of the, I said something along the lines of like my, my exact wording when I realized, I said, I have a barrier, uh, going forward on this project right now and I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I really do need to sort it out. And she's like, well, let's, okay, let's look at it. So we actually just sat there for a minute and, um, not everything that comes out of my mouth is true, but I'm, sometimes an external processor. So I have to retract things and like, no, that's right. And yeah. kind of sort through it. And, and we, we did. So that would just be a, one thing to keep in mind that um, camp trips definitely give you the space to reflect and to, and to bring up some emotions and things that you need to work out. So be aware of that.
1: Okay, so this one's kind of related, but the next reason why couples tend to argue more on vacation is that when you get out of the structured mode, you also lack some of that self-care or even soul care that you've built into your daily lives. You're not getting up at six thirty to pray together and read a devotional, or at least we don't when we're camping. And um, we've talked about like when we're on different vacations, depending on where we are and what the you know maybe we need to keep our same schedule. Um, But you know, prayer is turned in. to like okay we need to make sure we pray today like let's let's pray real quick you know instead of like part of your daily routine that soul care where you're just like communing with god yeah um even just self care stuff like you're probably not going to the gym And so the antidote for this, you guys, is as much as possible, build in on vacation, even if it looks different, build in those segments of personal time, soul care time, self-care time. So if you're going to the gym at your hotel where you're staying or take a morning jog while you're camping and do that like alone time, um, make sure you're building in time to pray, even if it's on a walk in the campgrounds rather than, you know, in your living room um, together with a devotional, mm-hmm. but build in some of that that time that you need for self care, soul care, and um, personal time.
0: Yeah, that just requires you looking at the 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 week ahead of you and asking, you know, what do you need in that in that space of time? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I do need to get away a little bit. Yeah, um, and recharge, um, hit some golf balls. Yeah, <laughs> have some good time. Krista went on a run, um, but definitely ask yourself that question, you know, what, what is missing Mm -hmm. and giving yourself the permission too that, you know, vacations generally look different. I I know people that really beat themselves up for eating differently than they do at home. Um, And we're not talking or, you know, praising binging or anything else, but you know, it's going to look different. You're yeah. on vacation. It's difficult to maintain some of the rigidity of schedule or routine. So giving yourself permission, like, it's okay if I enjoy this.
1: Totally. And then on the flip side of that, bring in some of what you're used to to keep your digestive system going and, you know, like bring along some veggies that normally you wouldn't have if you're in this part of the country. Like when we're in the South, it's often hard to, like, get our veggies in for some reason, right? Yeah. Um, And so... Think about like what can I do differently? Can I bring along some some fruit and veggie bars or right. some protein shakes or whatever it is that would help keep you in some of what you normally get on a day to day basis right
0: this would just be a question for you and your spouse to have you know like what would make a vacation better not talking about like you know going to this theme park or that theme park, but like what would make it better like
1: in our relationship in your relationship
0: but also this Use your schedule and Mm -hmm. uh, your own health and wellness. Like, what do you need there?
1: All right, so the last one for why couples tend to argue so much on vacation is lack of communication around finance and budgeting. You know, we typically will be pretty clear on what we've spent on hotel or, you know, the rental car or mm-hmm. the flight. The you know, the main things that get us to where we wanna go. But then all of the discretionary funds are kind of up in the air for a lot of couples. They don't say, hey, we're gonna spend on souvenirs or let's not buy souvenirs this year. This is something we've argued on. Like let's, instead of souvenirs, let's do an experience and take photos. And we'll always remember that one experience that we spent money on instead of trinkets and souvenirs that, you know, will get thrown away. Um, Or, you know, like how much you're going to spend on food. You know, are you guys going all out and, and getting appetizers and desserts and fun, you know, I always want to, when I'm on vacation, because I don't usually order any drinks at all, I want to get the virgin, um, what's it called? Pina, Pina coladas. <laughs> like I, that to me, that's part of being on vacation. <laughs> but if we don't talk about that ahead of time and have that expectation of what we're spending, um, then there's going to be some tension around that.
0: Well, there's going to also be some anxiety every time that, some, the because yeah. generally there's two point of views here. If there's mm-hmm. anxiety or st- tension, there's the hey, I feel uncomfortable spending this much money. And then the other person on the other side is like, we're on vacation. Let's spend it. Right. So yeah, talking about that beforehand, saying how much money do we have to spend and then tracking how where you are in that process of spending mm-hmm. really can relieve so much uh, tension. I remember, um, I don't know how many years ago, it's been quite a while now, but at the very beginning of our um, marriage, Chris uh, is a Big gift giver around the holidays. (laughs) And um, we weren't making a ton of money, but this is one of her values in life. And so she would get somebody something every, like every single person of the family, something for Christmas. And I was like, wow, like (laughs) that's expensive. And we're not very doing well financially at that point. And so I felt bad having anxiety about her spending for gifts for other people and for us. Um, every time she brought home stuff and she like, look at the discount I got on this. I'm like, well, how much did you spend? <laughs> right. Yeah. We solved that simply by saying you have this much to spend. Yeah. And then she, and she always stayed below that anyways, but just knowing in my head that I don't have to freak out every time she brings a bag home, yeah. um, that, you know, we're not way over.
1: The fear is alleviated when yeah. you have an agreement and you stick to that agreement.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such a relief. Like, Hey, you know, this is good. And then I could feel good about that money being spent for on gifts. Yes. I don't have to have anxiety. That same thing applies to vacation. Mm-hmm. You could really ease the tension, um, just by stating ahead of time, this is how much I anticipate spending. Yeah. What do you think? And and I mean, it out.
1: even like for packing, you know, like, for, for us, you know, oftentimes we tend to spend more on camping food than we would on our day-to-day like food in real life, in real life, in non-camping life. And so like, having an expectation of, okay, like, are we going all out and getting like tons of snacks? Or are we just going to stick with kind of the stuff we eat on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. Um, be really clear about that with each other. Um, one thing we always do is everyone brings something for all the kids to share. So whether that's like this year, we did bubbles. So all the little kids got bubbles. Uh, my cousin brought these chalk balls that got stuck in the kid's oh, hair. And, um, you know, so there's all, there's always something, um, another cousin brought like light up Um, you know wristbands and the the glow in the dark necklaces and sticks and you know and so we always bring something for all the kids to share but if that's not communicated ahead of time and I throw in this random thing Adam might be like what's that for but if I know ahead of time hey every year we do something for the kids this year I'm gonna do bubbles you cool with that you know like then we're on the same page so communicate how much you're gonna spend on discretionary funds and what you know what that looks like if you both agree and then stick to that.
0: Yes, so stay connected around, um, around the holidays mm-hmm. and around travels and um, I, I'm, I'm sure this will help.
1: Okay, last thing is this Friday we have a really fun event and it's different than our normal monthly live date night. It's the yes. first date night where we're actually interviewing someone live and it's on how not to burn out. And we're gonna be interviewing Pastor Jason Carr. He's a marriage and family therapist. Um, and we're gonna ask him your questions. So two things we want you to do. Number one, submit your questions on Instagram. We're gonna have some stickers up this week where you can ask all your questions on burnout. Um, this is specifically designed for couples in leadership or ministry, but anybody can come. But the it'll be geared toward busy couples who are working together in those leadership mm-hmm. positions.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people that we run into do feel that like they're on the fumes. Um, they're running on fumes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we and you don't have to be. You really yes. don't have to be. And you don't do your best work uh, running on fumes. Right. So we thought this would be a really good topic to tackle for couples that are in leadership, that are leading, that are uh, in the front ranks of the charge. Yes. So... Come and be with us. It's going to be excellent. I have no doubt that it's going to be really, really helpful for a lot of people. We always try to make these things very interactive uh, with worksheets and, mm-hmm. and and those sort of things. So come and uh, and we have a special deal for you if you want to show up.
1: Yeah, so here's number two. So number one, submit your questions. Number two, DM us the word stress. So go to Instagram. We can be found at Dear Young Married Couple. And then shoot us a DM with the word stress and you can get a $5 off coupon code um, for your first month. So monthly live date night is $10 a month.
0: It's already cheap.
1: It's already cheap. It's a cheap date, but um, you can actually get $5 off your first month by using that coupon code that we'll send you when you DM us the word stress. Stress. So, also something to keep in mind is this is a different time than usual. Um, We always meet at 5 p.m. Pacific, but this time we're meeting at 5 p.m. Central. So, 3 Pacific, 5 Central, 6 Eastern, because we're actually going to be in Houston where Pastor Carr is, where we're interviewing him at a conference. And so, if you happen to be at the same conference, you can come join us live at the Wilson University booth, which is right outside the entrance of the convention center at Peak Conference there in Houston this Friday um july 22nd so 5 p.m central time and if you come live you can just come for free but if you're joining us online you'll need to sign up and um you know use that five dollar coupon code if you want to just dm us to get the code
0: yeah i i would definitely say that monthly live dating is probably the least expensive uh counseling yeah. that you could ever get mm-hmm. so much good content As soon as you sign up, you have access to all the other date nights and we talk about finances and sex and childhood uh, trauma and the list goes on for all the topics. So if you guys are having issues or just want to go from good to great, you could find something there that will help you. So send the word stress, DM stress to us and we'll uh,
1: give you that link. Yeah. And also the link to register. If you just want to go register right now without using the coupon code, um, you can just go to the link in the show notes. It's, it's the monthly live date night link. And then we'll include that there for you.
0: All right. Hope to see you there.